Welcome to episode three. What are we doing? What is that from? We have to have a theme song, right? That's right. Yeah. James so. Bond. Mm-hmm. We have changed our podcast name again. Again. <laughs> I think we should just change the podcast name every single episode. Our new podcast name is either The Running Horses or The Running Horses Show. Yes. Or Running Horses Show. Yes. So, I... If you're a fan favorite out of those three, which one's getting first place? I like the Running Horses show. Cool. But I'm, I'm, I mean, that's not set. Mm-hmm. The Running Horses? Mm-hmm. It's kind of an idea from Eugene Peterson, where he, he wrote a book called... Something having to do with horses. But it's like this idea of people just going out there, being curious, being out in the wild. Mm-hmm. I, it's, I think it's more us than the very serious show. <laughs> when there's already a very serious podcast. That's true. Don't want to step on any toes or steal people's grip. I mean, I... I mean, you know me. You mm-hmm. know, I'm all about stepping on people's toes. Wow, oh, I thought but... you meant you all about the street crowd. Like, <laughs> this right? Sup, bruh? <laughs> oh, <gosh. sighs> I'm obviously the very serious part of this podcast. <laughs> I asked her before we started recording, I said, you're going to bring the light, right? You're going to bring the lightheartedness. She was like, yeah, that's me. Can't be serious. It's really hard. It is. <laughs> like in business meetings and stuff like that. I have to turn into like alternate version, Lisa. It takes way too much emotional energy. What happens? Like why? What's the problem? What's the problem with like getting crap done and just like what's the problem? Why does it have to be comedic? Oh, no, no, no. So I'm saying, like, in business settings, I just make a lot of sound effects, lots of dad jokes. Oh, really? Yeah, at work, I'll turn corners and be like, and people will scream back at me. It's like, it's a fun thing we do. In the business world, you can't do that. So for the longest time, I was just, like, super professional, Lisa. Because it's just not acceptable to look at a CFO of a nonprofit and be like, yeah! <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> it's really hard to turn off my questiony self because mm-hmm. I essentially get paid to ask people questions about why they do what they do. Mm-hmm. So, my, the part of me that's a therapist wants to ask, what kind of. Uh, like, why do you feel the need to do that? What kind of unmet need is that? I would say I'm turning on the professional. I wouldn't say I'm... So I feel like in some ways I'm turning off my personality right, but humor, or hampering it. But humor for you has... A, it's regulating your nervous system. Yeah, yeah, Right, yeah. when things are too serious, that's when Gotta you Gotta make a to, joke. Yeah, yep. that's what I mean by that. 
Uh-oh, things are getting tense. <laughs> Is that why oh. I have, like, anxiety when we watch Succession? Maybe. Yes. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Succession is so good. It is good. We've, it's just we've like... only been able to make it through. Well, I've seen, I have seen the first season and part of the second season. But I'm waiting for, I had this idealistic <laughs> thought that, Maybe Lisa was going to really get into it. Yo. That has not been the case because every time she's, it's just a serious show. Even it's, though, even yeah. though it is a little comedic. Yes, it's a dark satire. Who are the characters you like? Tom and... Who's the other brother that's super green? I'm terrible with names. (laughs) The ones that are like the jokes. The goobs. The literal joke. (laughs) They're like, we don't take them seriously. They're not in the running for anything here. Oh, man. So. We have have a live show. And Lisa, who is the manager or the assistant manager at Starbucks... Is getting a question that she might need to answer. Woohoo! Da-da-da-da-da. Just gotta answer questions, help people do what they gotta do. So, anyways, succession has been maybe we'll make it through another episode here. But how long did it take? We stopped the second episode multiple times. Mm-hmm. Do I just need to go on without you? With succession? Go on without me in succession? No way! I just need. There's just so much going on. I just need to, like, dedicate some time to succession. I do have a day off Wednesday. I could just binge watch succession. You could. Mm-hmm. And then we'd be caught up. That's true. I would like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like, for some reason, after I watch that, I'm going to need to smoke. Or, like, some really weird habit. You don't smoke. What? I know. <laughs> <laughs> go outside it's like black and white i've got like a really long black cigarette i'm like my father decided not to give me my inheritance you know <laughs> so i'm just oh, gonna be so enmeshed i see it. what you're saying you're yeah, saying yeah. You f- you're gonna have to do something to match the level of bougie of the people yeah well somehow you need to have like a three billion dollar net worth overnight if you really want to match I got some people. I can make some calls. Okay. <laughs> so, Lisa and I just got done watching one of her favorite YouTube mm-hmm. personalities. Duos. Do you want to tell them about it? I, I, I watched it with her. It was actually one of the better ones. But it's definitely not. Ooh. Work another, calls, another, work texting. Another work text. So maybe I should try to explain what I think it is. Yes. And then you can explain it. I think so. So it's these two bros from Great Britain, England. Mm-hmm. Lisa claims that one of them is half Asian. Uh, and... Oh my gosh, I don't claim that he is! Like, cut it out! (laughs) (laughs) And... You claim you're from Chile, but I haven't seen the proof. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, and they just do dumb stuff, right? They don't do dumb stuff. They do brilliant things. But it's just, it's like 30 minutes of just absolute mm. ridiculousness. Yes. Which is what I really think you want this show to be. Yes. In, in her <laughs> world, if we could replicate that YouTube channel, you would be happy. You just mm. want joke after joke after joke. I'm trying to figure out what you're doing with your hair. <laughs> you keep, like, messing with it. Yeah, I got, like, a... My hair's in a bun. Well, I guess it's in a ponytail now. The bun has fallen out. But there's, like, a bump from my curls that I'm trying to, like, fit back in. Interesting. While we're recording this podcast. That's right. Should we... This is the most distracted, unorganized podcast ever, which I love because Mm -hmm. I'm not very organized in life. Sorry. Should we tell the people the news? The news? Yes. News of what? This will probably be our last show of us recording onto a phone. We might. Oh, that's right. Peasants no more. We're going to have legitimate microphones. Mm -hmm. Legitimate microphones. We can just go like tap, tap, tap. And Lisa is going to legitimately try to edit. Yes. We're going to try to edit. In a formal life, Lisa edited podcasts for a living. So she is a professional at this. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not go that far. (laughs) So for the one person outside of us that's listened to these two episodes... Mm -hmm. That one person is going to have some quality... Quality audio. Not phone audio, but quality audio. Mm-hmm. So that's great. So that, that is the, the news for the podcast. Woo-hoo! We were so organized that we are not on social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, we I guess we're on social media, but we don't have like a show social media. We do not, not have man. a show email address. Take it as we go. We're just... Doing Doing the thing. Yep. (laughs) We're just doing the thing. Do you have any uh, lighthearted news that you would like to talk about? I feel like Phil. You're you're Phil from the Holy Post. Oh, I'm Phil from the Holy Post. I'm supposed to bring the the fun content. Gosh. You put me on the spot. You You really did. You have no humor, levity dad, before we get into... Spider-Man reactions. Spider-Man reactions. Let's go. I could give you like... Do you like spoilers? For this what? This is more of like a story time. For what? Like in general. Like do you like things being spoiled for you? Yes. So you would have wanted the Spider-Man movie spoiled for you. Yes. Ah. I ran out of time to look up what happened before. Ooh. But like... If there's a way to reduce anxiety for two hours, why would you not expedite or engage in the process of not being anxious for two hours? Mm, Because you want to know as it goes, right? No. I feel like it anyway. So most people don't like spoilers. Can you agree to that idea? I don't know that that's true. (gasps) Ooh, debate. Where's your phone? I'm going to look this up. 
You can keep talking. Do, 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 do. So I believe that most people don't like things spoiled, especially in like the Marvel nerd universe. To spoil is to create. We should talk about that at some point. Worst that was crime. weird. What? Hearing everybody cheer at the movie theater. <gasps> yes. So Thomas like and their I went to watch like, was resurrected from the, the dead or Spider-Man something. movie the premiere weekend. This is the first time he has ever been to a Marvel movie or any kind of movie on its premiere weekend, which to me is mind-blowing. So he got to hear the hoops and hollers all throughout the movie, the applause at the end when it was done. I have seen just about every Marvel movie in that setting. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Psychology Today. Why would we like spoilers? The empirical research reviewed above suggests that people strangely enjoy the effects of spoilers despite actively seeking to avoid them. Hmm. The researchers speculated that these counterintuitive findings could have different theoretical reasons. Perceptual fluency. A potential reason for liking stories with a known ending is perceptual fluency. After reading a spoiler, the upcoming contents of a story are anticipated and therefore processed more easily. Ooh. The cognitive burden on the reader is lightened. As a result, different elements of the story are easier to integrate and comprehend. This makes the experience more enjoyable. I think this article is saying In reading, it's a little bit of both. Because I don't read a movie. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. Yeah. Anyways, what were you saying? This is by Eva M. Krokow. Krokow? You nailed that. <laughs> you nailed that so hard. Anyways, you were talking about spoilers. Go ahead. Yes. So, one of our fun co-workers, he watched it. Almost no one at work has watched it yet. They want to. Oh. Uh, and so he kept walking around being like, can I tell you the ending? Who was it? Ah, uh, Marlon. Ah. Yeah. Man, it was great. You should have seen it. I thought the whole crew was going to like just send him right out the door and along his way. Be like, no, no, no. Don't come back until we've watched the movie. <laughs> An uproar over this movie. A true uproar. That's my fun stick. I don't have any fun facts. No fun facts. I was not prepared this week with a fun fact. We could talk about... If we were to grade Dogs. Oh, okay. Got so many fun facts. Tell us about dogs. Lisa is a dog savant, y'all. She knows so much about dogs. But Mm -hmm. go ahead. You know Peking Knees? Peking knees. That is, are we speaking English? Because I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> it is a type of dog, if you want to Google it. It's one of those long-haired dogs with the smushy faces. It's from China. Maybe that could be one of our segments. A random fact about dogs. There you go. Because you <laughs> love dogs. Oh, yeah. We can make this a thing. The, uh, the people will learn more. The people. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So, 
They are a very old breed, which is surprising because they're a very little breed. And most little breeds are like, they're like fancy dogs, like Aurora. She doesn't really serve a purpose. She's just cute. <laughs> no offense. She does serve a purpose. Well, yeah, she serves a purpose in that she like Poor brings Aurora. joy and like all that stuff. But like, she's not like a German Shepherd where her dog is to like herd things. You know, she's, I'm offended for she's not Aurora. A great Dane. I am offended meant to be a for mighty dog Aurora. of war. <laughs> no, no, no. So, the picking mates is an ancient Chinese breed. And what they would do is they would use, like, royals and the noble class of China would use them in their, like, long sleeves and set them in there to keep them warm in the winter. So they would just have two dogs in their sleeves. Wow. Pretty heavy. These aren't like, they're like 15 pound dogs. Wow. So like, you're getting swole in the winter while staying warm. Swole. But then you'd also tuck them in near your feet at night. So you wouldn't do what weird people in Europe did, which was like boxes filled with coals to keep your sheets warm, which is just a bad idea. Hashtag fire hazards. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. Thank you for that. You're welcome. So mm-hmm. I feel like one day we should get you a shirt with really big sleeves and stuff some dogs in there. I'm fine with that. See if it keeps you warm. <laughs> I feel like now I can go on about my day. Knowing like- that that... Piece of information about dogs. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're like asked that question to enter into like a secret society, you will be like, thank goodness for Lisa. Keeping me in the know. <laughs> uh, how did you learn all your, how did you learn about dogs? Tell the people. Well, just research. No, I thought it was that, that thing on Thanksgiving. Oh, yes. Research and the most wonderful event on Thanksgiving. No, not the... <gasps> do, do not speak that blasphemy. Are you about to say that the dog show is the most wonderful event for Thanksgiving? Yes. You're going to say, wait, let me guess, football. Is that what you're going to say, the most wonderful thing? I feel, I feel like culturally people would say the Macy's Day Parade is the best thing about thanksgiving i'm excited for that to end so i can then watch the dog show the westminster dog show i recorded it this time you did that was very sweet (laughs) you recorded it and then i could watch it later (laughs) Uh, do you remember who won The ugly one in the first one. What? The second ugly one in the second one. My brother's dog in the third one. Mm-hmm. Some other weird ones, too. Your brother's dog did not win in yes. this category. Nope. Yes. Your brother's dog Do plays you second it? place. Oh, okay. Never mind, never mind, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was, oh, it's so good. If you haven't watched it, you should try to find a way to watch it on YouTube. It's pretty great because you get to see different dogs and they give you fun facts. 
while it's going. Talking about YouTube, we did not finish our conversation about Jolly. <gasps> we got to go back to Jolly. Oh my gosh. If you guys need wholesome YouTubers that are always having fun, Jolly is the way to go. It is. Why are they called Jolly? So it's one guy's name is Josh and one guy's name is Ollie. And together their name is Jolly. Wow, that is literally the most creative, innovative name ever. I think so. I think it's pretty great. Because if you were to smash our names, Lith or <laughs> Tosa, <laughs> like you don't get fun words. They get mm. Jolly, which is an actual word about being happy and joyful. With the half Asian guy. You put those fingers down. He is Asian. He has Asian in him. Like, I just don't understand. They'd be like, she's German. And like, using air quotes. I don't feel like I'm allowed to say what I want to say. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 you can't take it back. The people need to know. It's not culturally allowed. What? He doesn't look Asian. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I said it, okay? I don't look like Hitler, so I must not be German. Is that what that is? Sure. Okay. (sighs) But anyway, they're like a best friend group that also owns the channel Korean Englishman. And I'm jolly. What does that mean in English? Korean Englishman. It's Korean, the country. And then Englishman, that's what he is. And what the premise is basically sharing Korean culture with the UK and with the world. That's cool. Yes, it's pretty great. But you have a notification from BuzzFeed. Ooh. Hard-hitting facts do they serve? (laughs) Okay, so. Is it time to get down to the nitty-gritty? I don't know that a Spider-Man reaction is nitty-gritty. But we're going to do our Spider-Man reaction. Okay. The new Spider-Man movie. Mm -hmm. It was actually quite good. I really enjoyed it. Aurora just woke up. Hi, Aurora. So, yeah, I really liked it. Yeah? What'd you think the first time people started clapping and cheering? I didn't know what in the world was going on. Yeah. I was really confused. Mm-hmm. So. Did you understand what was going on in the movie? Mm, they were bringing... I didn't know who all the those people were. Mm-hmm. This is going to have spoilers, by the way, for the spoilers. one person. Giant spoiler alert. We're going to stop here. If you do not want to know anything about this movie, now is the time to pause. <laughs> do not continue further. Stop and come back to the 24-minute mark after you've watched the movie. Just saying. All right. Go ahead. I'm looking at Aurora and what her next step is going to be. 
So I I told you a little bit about this, and you didn't you didn't see this in it, but for me, there were some really cool atonement theology. Oh yeah, things. I'm definitely gonna have to go back and look at it through that lens. But when Homeboy wants to cause revenge, and then first Spider-Man Homeboy. Why is it that Aurora wants to make herself the center of this podcast every time we start talking? Hello, Aurora. <laughs> Literally supplants herself between the two of us. Mm-hmm. If only we had a YouTube channel where we could video record. So... <laughs> she's just what's, really in love with you that's what's happening she just licked me okay so I, for me there was a lot of not penal substitutionary atonement theology mm-hmm. in this film which I know is the the leading atonement theology of the Southern Baptist Convention and Calvinism and kind of reform theology mm-hmm. the idea that and this is i'm simplifying i'm aware of my limitation of how i'm simplifying it but the idea that you know jesus or the idea that someone needs to punish for god's wrath to be satisfied mm-hmm. which what's going on just hang it out uh, which is, you're distracting I'm me sorry. when you keep doing that. <laughs> but the idea that God's wrath is the leading attribute. Mm-hmm. And at the cross, God's wrath was poured out mm-hmm. on Jesus to satisfy God. Mm-hmm. Um, which is actually heretical because it actually puts the Trinity against one another and the Trinity is always united. And so the early church fathers would, are you smiling because this is messing up your theology? (laughs) And you're like, I'm not even sure I believe this. (laughs) Um, But I think, yeah, I think from a church history, the, the more prominent atonement theology has been Chris, what is it? Christopher Victus? Kringle. Sorry. <laughs> not Kringle. <laughs> I want to say Christus Victus, but that's not it. Let's look it up. Let's look up what the prevalent atonement theology in the church has actually been. Christus Victor. Read what it says. This is the theory that Adam and Eve made humanity subject to the devil during the fall. Oh, wait. Got to click for more. Where is it at? That Christ's death is a ransom to the powers of evil which had held humankind in their dominion. 
It's a model of the atonement that is dated to the church fathers, and it was the dominant theory of atonement for a thousand years until Anselm of Canterbury supplanted it in the West. Um, Yes, it is known sometimes as the Christus Victor theory. It is the theory that Adam and Eve made humanity subject to the devil during the fall and that God, in order to redeem humanity, sent Christ as a ransom or bait. I like the word bait. Makes it seem like they came up with like a plan up there, like a spy plan. Spies. Are we talking about spies again? So that the devil, not knowing Christ could not die permanently would kill him and thus lose all right to humanity following the resurrection. Yeah, so it's this idea to that. So they fooled him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's this idea to that it is not uh, about God's wrath being poured out on Jesus, but more about the power of sin and death being broken at the cross, mm. which I think is a, once again, we're, we're simplifying here. I, at some point I want to have like theologians that talk about this pretty extensively because I think that that would be a, a cool conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, when, what's the, Tom, is it Tom Holland? This is Tom it, Holland, yes. When he has all this fury and anger and he wants to kill homeboy. Mm-hmm. And first Spider-Man comes in and essentially is stopping him. He wants his revenge. And essentially is saying that's not, that's not the way. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I, I think the, the wisdom that they were bringing to the table was that they tried to do it that way. They did it that way. Right, I don't, I don't Spider Man, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> and it, it clear, did it work for them? No. Yeah. I mean, like huge brooding aspects to their story. What does that mean? So, in the first two Spider Man movies, or if you read the comments, Spider Man has this horrible thing happen to him, whether it's through Gwen Stacy or the loss of Uncle Ben. And so they're like, we're going to get revenge. Mm. Right? And they get revenge. And it's not satisfied. Right. The feeling. Right. Right. And so they've done this awful thing you're like proving my point even more even though i didn't know their (laughs) stories because i don't nerd out on spider-man but go ahead yeah so then the next few segments of kind of like their life stories is them having to come to terms with like the fact that it did not help how they felt so they've done something awful with no purpose and in the case of some of them, they took a life. Oh, no. Is it gone? No, it's good. Cool. Yeah. So in some cases, the first two Spider-Mans took a life. Oh, they actually killed somebody? Mm-hmm. Ooh. And it, it wasn't like malicious, murderous intent. It was a fight. In which they had to fight these people instead of trying to find a better way. 
And they were like, well, you died because you lost. But that's a heavy burden. Man. Yeah. So even that even, I think that enhances my point about. First Spider-Man, it's his best friend. (gasps) Oh, no. So, yeah, it was a real story of, I say this as the non-geeky, nerdy person since you know more of the story. Mm-hmm. But this idea that forgiveness and redemption and reconciliation really wins out. Hmm. We'll have to did you not, it now. Did you not think about it through that lens? Did you not? No. Did you not think about when Tom Holland is references. literally going to... Kill the person, and homeboy is like, nah, it's not going to make you feel better. Mm. It just reminded me of the way of Jesus that so often, and I'm I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. I think I'm, I'm reflecting on just my life that I think sometimes we think it feels good to cause... Like, we want others to feel the pain that we felt at times. Mm. That's why I think it was... It was really interesting that Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man and then the amazing Spider-Man, the other one. Which is the best Spider-Man. One of my favorites. I think Tom Andrew Garfield and Emma... Stone. Stone Mm -hmm. are the best. (laughs) Lisa over here is trying to tell me... Tom Holland and Zendaya. No. Yeah. You are a prisoner of the moment. You are like every other Gen Z millennial that doesn't have a wider appreciation for the history of things. Coming from <laughs> someone who knows nothing about Spider-Man. Okay. All I know is that I watched the Garfield Stone one and their mm-hmm. chemistry was great. I'm also obsessed with Emma Stone. So, so obsessed like a is a strong meme. word. I Did love... you send me the meme? No. About Spider-Man and their leading ladies? And how no. Each actor has dated his leading lady for the Spider-Man series. What? So Tobey Maguire dated his leading lady. Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. They dated? Yeah, they were a thing. And, then, and they broke up. Yeah, it was very sad. Oh. <gasps> So and now sad. they're... D- and now Tom oh, Holland and Zendaya are together. Gosh. So I'm really rooting, like, the third time's the charm, right? Like, it's gonna stick. I mean, Zendaya's beautiful. Oh, gosh, she's gorgeous. But the idea that she is a better actress than Emma Stone is like you telling me, which you, I think, have tried to tell me before... That Taylor Swift is more talented than Adele. I, I have not said that. <laughs> the so, internet, so World Wide Web. Take those words and put them back in your mouth because I definitely haven't said that. But yes, I think the more powerful moment for me is spoilers, of course. But when Tom Holland's Spider Man is going to kill the goblin for killing Aunt May. Right, because it's his mother figure. And then they stop. But then they don't just stop him from killing him. They fix what's wrong with him. Mm. Like they heal him yeah. of like the mental illness he yeah, has. Yeah, which is... 
Which would spoiler alert, much more Eastern Orthodox than mm. the Western Church. That's true. I think there's like I like think going back through the movie, you can definitely see some some themes that could be rooted in like biblical theology. Yeah. Because it's like he was worth healing to. Yes. I also, I think it's really interesting. There was this tension. So for the last three years, really. (laughs) For the last, well, I think Rich Villotas really introduced me to this. Mm -hmm. Rich and I are not hanging out. But when I say introduced me, he, his book. And also he tweets about it too. I thought we were going to have a podcast without Aurora, but Aurora has, <laughs> she has a different vision of how today is going to go, apparently. Mm. We'll see how long this goes. Hi, Aurora. She's brought us her favorite toy. Is this her favorite toy? This is, yes. This would be her favorite toy. I got a discount dollar section at Target. When I was an employee there. Wow. So I only paid like two bucks for this thing. Wow. It's actually a baby toy. But. Oh, like a child baby toy? Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. But she loves it because it's got that water bottle consistency oh, yeah. to it. So. I, I thought, so I was, can we switch? Can you hold this? Mm-hmm. I got you. It's so interesting that this is going to be our last phone recording. Look at us. Moving on up. How are you feeling about that? Are you feeling sad about it? I'll probably cry small tears later. Yeah. Yeah. Aurora, we're recording a podcast. (laughs) Can it not happen right now? There you go. She'll sit here for a while. (laughs) So, I thought it was interesting that Doctor Strange Mm -hmm. was essentially trying to tell Tom Holland that it couldn't, like, there were certain things, like, the order of the universe required for certain things to happen. Mm-hmm. And Tom Holland, in his idealistic youthfulness, mm-hmm. was like, no, I won't make this work. And, and yeah, in some ways, like, in some ways, Aurora... In some ways, it worked, but in other ways, it had effects. Mm -hmm. Like, when he came, he wasn't able to, you know, Zendaya, like, forgot who he was at the end. Mm -hmm. And I think so much of our culture is about more and fixing, and there are no limitations. Mm -hmm. But I also think that they're one of the themes for me especially like spiritual themes in the movie was that there are, there's an order to things. Mm-hmm. And our job is not always to be Superman or Superwoman. Mm-hmm. And I think we get in trouble in Western, not only Western evangelicalism, I just think it's Western society in general because we think we can fix everything. Right. And we can resolve everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, there were consequences to him essentially trying to fix it all. Mm-hmm. Great what consequences. Are you, as, a, as, a, as a fixer yourself, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that? 
It's a thought to think about. You really made me think about that. I was like, ooh, that's a that's a really good point. So another difference between us, we should tell mm-hmm. the people, mm-hmm. is I apparently I think quickly. Mm-hmm. Lisa has said that I think fast. Yes. And she doesn't think always super quickly. I am a slow thinker, slow and steady. Process things a little slower. Like a turtle. Can't be a genius. So right. I'm definitely not a genius. I think I just process quickly. But what are your thoughts? Do you agree that there that that was one of the themes too? That like he was going against the order that was set, and that there are like spiritual. I will say I am a fixer. So, I didn't even see that one. So, I was just like, yes. Oh, you were like, of course you yes, would do course. it. Yes, of course. That's the only option, right? Mm. I think for me, it was more so he was like, we can help people. So, I was looking from it more from the Aunt May lens of like, if you can help people, you should. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Really? At all costs? <laughs> At all costs. Right? So, like, him doing, him doing this. Do you think Jesus helped at all costs? Uh, yeah. No? What? <laughs> he gave up his life. You think Jesus had no boundaries and just helped no matter the cost, whatever oh, the situation okay. was? <laughs> no. Okay. Ooh. Maybe not that. Like, why did, he, why did he go up to the mountain to pray? Like, why would he have these moments? She's smiling at me. (laughs) Uh, Why would he have these moments where he would, uh, like, be part of what the crowds were doing and he would speak, but then he would have these moments of, like, reclusiveness or isolation or separation. Like, Jesus wasn't on 24-7. I think it's what we miss Sometimes in the gospel stories, it's that there was this, there was this balance that he had where he kind of, he went out and then he came back and he went out and then Mm. he came back. And I don't know. I think there's something to be said for that. There's something to be said for a, us not having to be on all the time and Jesus having boundaries. Well, yes, I think in this case, for me, it was more so these are people who aren't intrinsically in of themselves completely evil, who have had something yeah. happen to them that put them in a circumstance, and he for has sure. the ability to help them because for he sure. figures that for out. Sure. And so I think when given all the information, if you were to find out, you can help in some way, and you can do it within reason I don't see why you wouldn't so for me I think at the end when Benedict Cumberbatch so Doctor Strange comes out of the portal and he's finally like ah I finally made it back and then he realizes they've almost done it right he's kind of shocked like you can kind of see in his face that he's like oh it actually worked so it's like the thought didn't occur to him that it could work And then at the end, when Doctor Strange has to tell him they're going to forget him. 
And he's like super proud of him for doing what he did. I think that has some weight to it. I get that. Yeah. I also think I'm thinking about the circles that we've been in where, I mean, everybody, but I think especially women have been told that it's their duty to serve at all costs, mm-hmm. 24-7, no matter what. Um, and I think that becomes problematic, mostly because it's not what we see in the life and the story of Jesus. Mm. Like, Jesus wasn't on 24-7. Like, Jesus was trying to sleep on the boat, right? Like, Jesus was spending was time taking a nap. by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it goes against this western we need to go 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 we need to you know there's a thing called grind culture now it's mm-hmm. just let's just grind it out you know let's <laughs> just do bread. it so i don't know i i i'm not trying to be debbie downer here obviously mm-hmm. he needed to it's a superhero movie mm-hmm. there needs to be some saving that takes place but at the same time i think there was this inherent Lisa has something in her eye. Oh, yeah. I just got stabbed with something in the eye. Woo. Keep going. I'm listening. So there's this inherent tension about what is our role in this society that we live in, knowing the amount of limitations that we have Mm. um, and that we live in a limited world. I'm sure we'll talk about the Enneagram at some point. Oh, yeah. But Enneagram 8s don't really like limitations. Nothing is a limit. It's like you can fix anything. Twos are like that, too. Hello, Enneagram 2. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so I just, I think it's really interesting. And um, I don't know. It was It was a really interesting movie. It was a very good movie. It's mm-hmm. got like, it's the most, the most like the highest rated yeah, movie on Rotten shot, Tomatoes. Like in such a cool way. But then like, You know what's not as good? Hmm? The Matrix. Ooh. I heard it's Matrix gotten some not, not good well. reports. I was so sad. Keanu Reeves is having his moment. Then dang it. So But that's okay. I've never watched The Matrix. We should watch those. Mm-hmm. I've only seen the first one. Everyone would make references like in early like youth group. They'd be like, the red or the blue pill. And I was like, <laughs> Tylenol versus Advil. Mm. I don't know what's going on. Uh, so. But I just thought it was, a, especially when Garfield kind of catches... He catches MJ. Yeah. Oh my god. And oh, I cried my eyes out. Uh, you did. I do. I, you I like. Did. I really laughed. <laughs> it was awful. There was just so many themes of redemption and forgiveness, and mm-hmm. but I think there were also themes of. So I'm going to say the name because I know some people will love him and some people would hate him, but. I think Jordan Peterson's work on order and disorder, like order and chaos is really important mm. that we live in a in this tension of order and chaos. And I think there were lots of themes about order and chaos in this film where 
there was... I guess my point that I'm trying to make with, with what Tom did is that there are consequences. What? Me and Tom being on a first name basis? No, no, no. I was more so laughing at her. Aurora just making noises. The with well, the, the, the sound quality isn't good already, so mm-hmm. it's not really going to matter. You it know, if we So I, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it was, it was so good. It was so well written where it's like you just really weren't sure where it was going. Yeah. Despite the fact that it was like characters we know and. Oh, it's just, it was really good at, like, taking the trope of, like, bad guy versus good guy and being like, no. Like, this is good guy trying to help people in bad situations. Mm -hmm. So that was good. And then the MJ moment. I went into that movie dreading it. Because I thought for sure Zendaya's character was going to die. She didn't. And then she didn't. And she started to fall. And then when Tom's character doesn't catch, he got swiped by Goblin. I went, oh, hell, not this again. Because I just... It happens every time, right? one of those positive people where I'm like, I watch it. And every time I'm like, maybe this time he'll catch her. Maybe this time he'll catch her. You know it's not going to happen. But this time he caught her. And it's just like this wonderful moment of like, yes. Like he cut the woman he loved. And it's, oh, it was just so well done. So well done. And happy when he saw Aunt May. Oh my God. And he just mm, looks at Peter and that brokenness yeah. and goes, run. And I was like, yeah. it was great. So good. Probably movie of the year for me. Mm. Even though Dune was up there too. I love Dune. Yeah, I would say Spider-Man, that one, and Doom, I would watch over and over again. Spider-Man, that one? What's the, the one that one? The one we watched, and then Doom. The Spider-Man we watched. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. And Doom. Yes, yeah, sorry. English is hard. Anything else you'd like to share with the people? <sighs> nah, man. I think I'm Gucci. Great. Yeah. Look at this. You are in charge of the outro song. You got this. Thank you for coming to our show. Thank you to the one person that came to our show. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you took a shower. We hope you liked it. Yeah. Welcome to our show. Welcome to our show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to our show. We'll see you next week with a new episode. Drop in on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or whenever Lisa thinks it's good to drop it. Welcome to our show. Thank you for Fantastic. thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. We'll see you all next week. Peace. Bye.